Welcome to FMH InsureCast, a podcast created by Farmers Mutual Hale, designed to deliver expertise and insights from trusted FMH team members and industry experts. Each new episode will dive into new products, industry updates, and innovative solutions. Let's get to today's topic. Hello, everyone. Ryan Bennis here. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about a risk that everyone faces, but especially farmers who are dependent on technology and large amounts of data to run their operations. That technology and data are vulnerable to the risk of cyber attacks, which can halt operations, create unnecessary costs, and definitely headaches. Since FMH is here to protect the livelihoods of American farmers and is invested in precision ag space, I'm very excited to have a couple guests on today to learn about the risks farmers face and how they can protect themselves from cyber attacks. So today we do have on the show, Willie Jones, who is in our PNC department. Welcome to the show, Willie. Thanks for having me. Willie Jones, Farmers Mutual Hale in the PNC department. I'm the Assistant Vice President of Sales. Perfect. We also have a very special guest with us today, Ken Grothy from HSB. Ken, please introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Ken Grothy. I've been with HSB for about five years, uh, currently working as the product executive for Precision Ag. Uh, work with a lot of client companies, uh, implementing Precision Ag, talking about cyber, staying on top of what's current in the marketplace. Uh, really glad to be here today. I've been in the industry for about 20 years, mostly in claims, uh, and really bring that experience around farm and claims uh, to what I do. So excited to talk today. Excellent. Ken, welcome to the show. All right, we'll jump right in. So we're talking about data and cyber attacks. What are some of the risks that farmers face from a cyber aspect? Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, you know, I think farmers face the same risks that we all face. Um, anytime that you have a connected device, so we all have cell phones and, and laptops and iPads, anytime you're connected, uh, really anywhere, you have a cyber risk, right? So it's important that. You remember that um, I kind of preach that in the public, um, you know, specific to farm, we have so many things happening, right? When you look at the, the things that are happening in the marketplace, uh, I was just looking at the Precision Egg dealers uh, website a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about nine of the 10 articles are talking about autonomous tractors coming, right? So by 2030, you know, just that aspect of Precision Egg as we think about connected devices. Uh, so many things that we do now are connection point A on the internet to connection point B. You know, when we think about that in terms of what we're seeing in claims where we're seeing this uh, really large increase in extortion claims, and not only the frequency, but then the severity of those in terms of dollar figures, um, those two pieces together. So the increased aspect of the use of the internet along with the criminal activity in terms of the use of the internet, I think should speak to really anybody, but of course, as we increase use of precision egg and farming, that really should speak to the farmer. Right. No, that's, that's a good start there. I, I think one thing that um, farmers in particular, and even for myself, I know I rely on the internet a ton. I have a lot of data that's stored out there, but, and I hear about cyber attacks, but can you give me a couple examples of, of something that could happen to a farmer and with the volume of data that they have, that could be a very negative impact for them. Sure, and 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 just you know a step back too. You know, a, a farm's a really interesting operation, right? Because it's not just the farm. Oftentimes, there's it's a family farm, so 
you know, there's a lot of information there that needs to be protected. Uh, that farmer or his wife might be a coach about softball team, baseball team. There might be personal information on that computer there as well. The kids are using it. Uh, sometimes they'll have seasonal employees there with their family. So there's a lot of additional cyber liability in that. Um, if they're sending their contracts to and from the local county co-op, that's how they're communicating what they're sending in terms of grain, how they're getting paid. You know, think about that exposure in itself, right? That that exchange of grain and that payment. Um, if I'm a cyber criminal and I'm watching a large grain operation, and I start and I start to social engineer them, meaning I'm watching what they do on a monthly basis, and I say, hey, they always work with this one particular co-op, and this is how their conversations work in terms of payment. Now I can pretend to be that co-op and say, hey, Mr. Operator, um, I need a check from you for $8,000 for these services that I did for you. I gave you X number of pounds of anhydrous. And so the farmer sends the payment. Uh, and I can say, well, I didn't get that $8,000. Can you send another $8,000? So he's thinking this is our normal conversation pattern. He sends another $8,000 and then figures out, oops, it's not the co-op, but now he's out is $16,000, but through an email chain of what's being called socially engineered, he's, he's had a cyber claim. And that's what happens on a commercial basis. I hear you there. And I, I can say, um, I can totally understand how that can happen, but is that a very common occurrence? Are we seeing that happen out there with farmers? Well, it certainly happens. And, uh, you know, we can go to a much simpler basis, you know, think about your iPhone, right. Or your, uh, Blackberry. Uh, you get a simple text uh, and it could be from the county co-op and says, hey, uh, Ryan, we have your order in. Just click on this link. Uh, it's from a wrongdoer. You click on your, that link and now your cell phone's corrupt. Um, you know, these kind of things can happen on a daily basis. I certainly get corrupted texts probably two to three times a week. Um, depending on the sender, it looks like it came from FedEx, which I just ordered a package through. Um, we've seen just very recently, we had a two-party vendor. Um, they, they verify these you know, two-party applications. So if I call my bank and I want to online log in, they'll send me a text saying, you know, use this code. That's a two-party verification. Well, the service provider that provides this verification was hacked. So now all this information for all these people was out in the internet. That day, I got a verification text. This is about three weeks ago. So this is how quickly these cyber events can happen and it can happen to everyone, right? Uh, no matter where you are. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think sometimes uh, even for myself, I get a little bit numb almost to uh, the different threats that we see. And like you said, text messages, emails, you know right away that they're, you know, they're phishing or they're, they're spam of some sort trying to get you to hand over personal information. Uh, it seems like we swat those away so easily sometimes, but it only takes one um, and then we can get ourselves into some real trouble. So definitely see the threat there and particularly uh, on the farm side of things, there's just a lot more at risk. There's a lot more data um, there um, for farmers to protect and just uh, a lot more connected devices on the farm as well. So uh, maybe Willie, I'll I'll toss this one to you. Um, we obviously are starting to understand some of the uh, threats that we have when it comes to the data that we keep on a farm. Well, what can a farmer do to prevent cybercrime on their operation? 
Well, we do offer some products through our Farmers Mutual Hail Property and Casualty Division, and we've got a couple of different products, uh, kind of different levels. We call it one the the home, which is kind of you and me. We don't we don't sell grain, we don't uh, have a farming operation, but uh, we are a homeowner, and we are still subject to some of those cyber crimes as well. Um, and we also offer another product that is uh, kind of the cyber farm product, which is kind of quasi commercial and can kind of elaborate on this as well. But uh, when, when we're talking about the individual, um, having that product available, what I, what I try to tell our, our agents and our insureds is uh, um, it, it, it's got, uh, it, everybody has identity theft coverage out there, it seems like. So how are we different than, than everybody else? And there are a few more coverages or a few more uh, um, things that we do cover when you're talking you know, cyber extortion, computer fraud, uh, data compromise liability. And uh, really the big thing that that I always hear is, um, hey, if my data is compromised, will you help me get it back? Or my information uh, is out there, how do I get that back? And that's where this pick picks up. Um, and that, that's whether you're a farmer or whether you're just run-of-the-mill homeowner like myself. Um, when we're talking about the farm, it seems like, they're more uh, worried about third-party coverage. So uh, kind of like Ken mentioned, hey, we've got a seasonal farmer or I've got an employee, I'm housing that person's data and that gets compromised. So there's a couple of products that we have that are endorsements onto our farm property product that you can do to provide protection for those types of uh, things that come up. Gotcha, gotcha. So tell me a little bit more, maybe Ken, how, how would this, uh let's just go with that cyber farm product. How would that cyber farm product actually help protect a farmer? So what kind of events, uh, what kind of cyber crime events could happen that the cyber farm coverage would help cover and and what ways does it help a, per, a farmer uh, either recover their data or um, yeah, just expand on that for me. Sure. And a, and a couple of things uh, back to your previous question about, you know, why is this important? We have a great, top 10 list out there on hsp.com around cyber and why, but there's actually a cyber event that happens every 20 seconds. You know, it's interesting with cyber, you know, we've sold at wind and hail insurance for a long time, right? People are used to the ratios in Iowa are wind and hail events, right? Fires happen, houses burn down. You can see that. Those are tangible events that happen. Cyber is relatively new. And when a cyber event happens, it doesn't physically take down a house or a barn. Um, it doesn't burn up a combine. And oftentimes people are embarrassed to talk about a cyber event. We've had many cyber events that have had been over a million dollars where that organization didn't want to share that information with another to help them learn because they were embarrassed. Part of that public relations effect, they didn't want to scare off customers. So just a couple of things to keep in mind, even when maybe my parents are 82, if my, we always talk about my dad not clicking on that email, please, you know, don't, don't infect our computers. Mm -hmm. Just something to think about when having those conversations. But back to the way cyber policies respond. Um, you know, really a cyber policy is like a homeowner's policy. You know, your homeowner's policy has a lot of great things that protects your home, the things inside your home. All those things are protected because it's a broad expanse of coverage. Cyber is the same way. Uh, our agreements with Farmer Mutual Hail, they actually have a couple different policies. One for, and it's guided by what you need for limits. And so if I'm a farm owner, uh, maybe I'm a hobby farm where 
my wife and I both have jobs in town. We have different incomes. You know, the, the, we have uh, maybe a corn maze on the weekend. We sell some vegetables out of a stand, but our farm is not our chief source of income. So we don't have a gigantic cyber risk. We can use a smaller cyber policy, what we call a, an FCP, our farmer's uh, cyber protection policy, where it's going to have five or six different policy or coverages within that but it's gonna have a lot of great coverage, right? And so the idea is to have a blanket of coverage there. When we get to a larger farm, so let's say anything that's gonna, that farmer makes his living there and he has contracts with different co-ops, different organizations where he's sending that grain, he's gonna want a much larger, robust, what we call a HCP, so a, a cyber suite, uh, protection policy, which is very broad. It's going to have nine coverages. But again, it's going to respond to major commercial type cyber exposure. So we'll have a data compromise response in there, um, some privacy incident liability coverages in there, uh, and identity recovery, which is the main thing that most people think about. They think about, well, what, you know, what if our computers were hacked and we gave up some identity of, of policyholders or uh, companies that we work with? That's not uh, our major event that we see now. It's really come down to cyber extortion and that social engineering we talked about and computer attacks. So a computer attack can be a lot of things. And that's a, a major thing that we cover. A computer attack can be, I will email you and say, hey, I've shut down your computer with this virus. You know, send me $9,000 uh, and I'll send you the, the key back. And we've seen many organizations around the country um, hacked. Uh, hospitals and public entities are favorites. Um, oftentimes their systems are older and more vulnerable, and they have a lot of personally protected information um, that these wrongdoers want to hold hostage um, over these organizations. Uh, misdirected payment fraud is another coverage that we uh, offer. That was one I gave an example of early, earlier where that, provider, that uh, farmer was sending out those two $8,000 checks. We have a computer fraud in there. And of course, telecommunications fraud. That's a, where uh, you, know, you might have someone call and gain payment from uh, an employee somehow uh, without the owner being aware. And of course, cyber extortion, we talked a little bit about that. And then network secure, security liability and electronic media liability. And these are all coverages, but one thing to keep in mind, and we can talk about this later, is we do have a lot of loss control that is now being built into what is relatively a young coverage inside. Gotcha. So I want to just use one example here. Um, you use the extortion as, as being, is that what you said that what was the most common threat you see or the most uh, uh, common recently? Is that correct? Yeah, it's, on, it's definitely on the biggest uptick. Um, I know tracking through this year, it was on a 60% uptick from what we've seen in the past two. And uh, besides that frequency, the severity of the attack. So uh, in past years, an attacker might ask for $9,000 in their attack. Now it's $60,000. The idea being, let's be bold and brave. We might only get 30. We might only get nine. But if we ask for nine and get two, you know. Sure. Swing for the fences. <laughs> yeah. So then let's walk through that. So let's say I, I've been compromised, but I, but I do have this. Um, I do have cyber farm insurance. Uh, I basically submit a claim for the, for the amount that I'm being extorted for. Is that basically how this works? 
Uh, no, actually, what we would like to have right away is the information that you've been engaged in this type of event, because we have a series of teams that we work with. Number one, you want to validate that this is a real event, not um, your neighbor kid <laughs> emailing you saying, hey, I've mm-hmm. got your information and send me $9,000. Um, and there's actually, and a lot of this is dark web stuff, but we have uh, companies that we work with that can say, hey, this validation code is real. They'll actually email the wrongdoer. Um, they can validate that that's a real threat. And then it's a, a couple of things are going to happen. We're going to you know, is it possible to circumvent the threat? Is it, you know, do we need to pay the threat? There's a series of conversations that work. And then so once that's decided, um, because you have to make sure, okay, if I pay this, um, am I going to get the key back? What's happened here recently is you'll get the key back, they'll reinfect for another payment. Um, so, you know, one of the top 10 reasons why to get cyber insurance is because the cyber criminals are learning every day. And so the cyber extortions that happened last year are changing, right? We've heard about some of these with the pipeline where they extorted a couple million dollars from the pipeline company. The federal government actually got most of that money back. Well, now those cyber criminals are trying to prevent that recovery of funds. You can do that through multiple attacks. You can do that through a system of ways to hide those attacks. So it's very important as we as consumers learn um, that engaging companies that have those resources behind them to help you, but it's really about immediate notification to get professionals involved. Gotcha. Actually, you answered one of the other questions I was going to have in there, which is just um, when you get into one of those positions where your, your, your data is being held hostage, um, the, the attacker really holds all those cards. And I'm just curious, you know, from my perspective, it, it feels like you're throwing money away trying to get your, your data back with no promise that, that you will actually get it back. So it sounds like having those extra resources there to, um, on, the, on the insurance side of things to make sure that it's a real threat and that, you know, we're actually going to recover our data. Uh, it sounds like uh, a very positive um, feature of these policies as well. Anything to anything to add to that? Did I repeat that back correctly? <laughs> no, you did. And I was going to say, I think one of the key components to cyber insurance is having your own cyber claims team because uh, you learn a lot. Um, you retain that knowledge. Um, we have that in house, and we also have some cyber cat resources. We have a lot of cyber uh, vendors that we work with that are able to. Uh, of course, you learn a lot, and this is one of those you know types of coverages where. It's not like a wind and hail event that we didn't see coming. That you know, that's weather that just happens. These are things that we need to be constantly learning about because these are criminals and this is an intentional act. Right. No, that's been really good stuff there, Ken. Um, so Willie, I'll, I'm going to throw it to you now. We we ask farmers to to um, uh, have protection for their for their physical property, whether that be buildings and equipment, in addition to crops and livestock. Now, how does a cyber protection fit into the overall needs that a farmer has when it comes to the risks that they face? Well, yeah, like you mentioned, we ensure, you know, their bin sites, their buildings, their dwellings, uh, really anything that's real property. Uh, Built into that, we do ensure a lot of that precision equipment, you know, whether it's easy steer stuff, 
you know, uh, monitors, whatever it may be that they're using in their operation to plant and, and harvest. Uh, data privacy is really a top concern when it comes to uh, implementing precision agriculture. So, and, and and you're on the crop side, so you know wholeheartedly, you know, uh, when we're trying to push precision ag agriculture and we've got, uh, we're trying to tie in reporting dates, uh, whether it's reporting acres, reporting plant dates, it's trying to get those farmers or those insureds over that hump to say, to give you that data, right? Mm -hmm. um, we insure all of it on the property side. And then it kind of, so it kind of ties to you guys on the other side when it comes to, you know, getting all those uh, things reported for precision farming. Um, so the big thing is uh, when you're moving that data back and forth, back and forth, uh, you know, where does that data go if it does get compromised? And is it covered? Uh, is my data recovery covered by a cyber policy? So that's probably the biggest one. Um, but, you know, since we insure kind of everybody in the ag space, whether you're a small farmer, a hobby farmer, don't farm at all, you just live rural, uh, or you're a large farmer, uh, having those cyber products available, regardless of how, how big your operation is, is uh, being is more and more important these days. Just with what Ken has been saying, uh, there's a lot of uh, wrongdoers out there, and they're getting very creative on what they're doing and how they do it. So um, it it, it kind of ties together with uh, you know the precision data. You know that's really where we're trying to go with Farmers Mutual Hail in the precision space and trying to you know meet the needs of all the farmers, whether it's on the PNC side or the crop side, trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. No, I've I've learned a lot here today. Um, really good stuff. I Ken, I think you put it very well. You know when we talk about property uh, crops, the damages that or potential risks that we face are very tangible. You know, we see a windstorm come through, we can see the down corn. We see a hailstorm come through, we can see the physical damage. Uh, cyber is a real risk that farmers face now, uh, whether we like it or not. And it's a risk that um, is a little less tangible. Like you mentioned, some people aren't as willing to admit that, yeah, these kind of threats have actually impacted them. But boy, it's another risk that we face now. And um, sounds like we have at least this resource to help protect ourselves. So um, I'm going to kick it to I'm going to kick it to you first, Ken. Any last words here uh, before we wrap up? Um, what I would say is everything I shared today is available on HSB.com. Um, there's some great resources out there. And what I would say to anyone, whether you're a homeowner, an individual, a farm owner, a business owner, if you have a connected device, you have a vulnerability. These are criminals. Um, unfortunately, they're very intelligent. Um, and so it really just takes, you know, the click of a wrong email, the click of a wrong text um, for you to have a nine or $10,000 event in your life. And sometimes the loss of your data, the recreation of a couple months of work. And if you don't have uh, individuals on your side to do that, that can be a very painful process. Um, so that's one thing to share. I do encourage anyone to, you know, look up those things and, and, you know, educate yourself. Please reach out with any questions. Uh, we're glad to be partners with Farmers Mutual Hale. I really appreciate the time today and always glad to help in any way possible. Perfect. Thank you, Ken. Willie, um, last words from you. If somebody's interested, how do they, how do they learn more about this product? 
Yeah, we we write in nine states when it comes to our property and casualty products, and and it's an endorsement onto our onto our product. And we've got a lot of independent agents out there that uh, sell uh, Farmers Mutual Hail property and casualty. And if you're interested, you know, reach out to that agent, and they can uh, get you more information. Uh, and just what Ken said, you know, if if uh, maybe we don't write in that area or in your particular state, uh, go to hsb.com and get some more information there. Uh, they're an excellent partner for us and, and they do great work. Well, I've certainly learned a lot today and, um, and I hope you all have too. If you feel like uh, you've listened to this and, and you now understand that you have a vulnerability, uh, please reach out to one of our FMH agents um, and or Willie and they can get you started down the right path to um, help protecting those cyber attacks. Uh, thank you both, Willie and Ken, very much for being on the show today. Thank you, everybody out there listening. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. Remember to subscribe to the FMH InsureCast and have a great week. You've been listening to FMH InsureCast. We appreciate you joining us today and would like to hear from you. If you have questions about today's topic or an idea to share for an upcoming podcast, you can contact us at fmhpodcast at fmh.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is intended for information purposes only. See policy provisions, terms, and conditions for details. Products underwritten by Farmers Mutual Hail Insurance Company of Iowa and its affiliates, West Des Moines, Iowa. Farmers Mutual Hail is an equal opportunity provider.